just looks so cool. So why do you despise ketchup? Um, a youth group game ended with a punishment of it going up my nose. Oh. And like... Seems aggressive. I wasn't allowed to laugh. So like I was laughing and it went up my nose. And I thought I was going to die. And then it came down my throat. And I've only thrown up twice in my life and I thought it was about to be the third time. That'll do it. Ketchup is not okay. Got, uh, Wait, got first, our, where are we? We didn't need to do that first. I know, our local oh. business plug. I'm sorry, sorry. Our local business plug today, we're at My Dog Duke's Diner in local downtown Lynchburg. I first heard about this place because I work at another restaurant and the same guy owns both places. So I heard about it for a while and I was like, you know what? What better for our second episode than than uh, a My Dog Duke's experience. So it's got wicked interesting ceiling. Yeah. Super cool, very rustic. I apologize again for the noise control. <laughs> Maybe at one point we'll get a real mic. Probably not. Just get one of those boom things. We're poor. Bring it in everywhere we go. <laughs> Clearly we are superior to you. Yeah. I don't know what you thought. Do you expect anything less than a full scale? Professionalism, production, I don't know. See, this is just, we only, we have access to all these things, but we like the discretion of oh, yeah, yeah. really sneaky. Maybe you have access to all these things. I don't. I know a guy. <laughs> not really. That's your one. Yeah. Oh, that's actually not true. I do know a guy, if I need one. <laughs> Bailey has a guy for kind of anything. Anyway, so we elected today to uh, to get a little splitting action going. So the lovely Maggie has got a a veggie egg scramble skillet. Yeah, skillet, which is sick. Got some lovely. Uh, it's a little heat too. I like it. Mm-hmm. Some seasoned potatoes, mushrooms, spinach, fried eggs, artichoke. Which that's amazing. Like. Not a lot of people consider artichokes, I think. So I love artichokes. So good. Um, and then I got the waffle. One of them. He had an opinion. He 
had in a very adamant opinion. Okay. So it led to then he was like, So what are your thoughts on the big three? And we kind of like look at him and he's like, Waffles, pancakes, or um, French toast? French toast. Okay. And we had this debate, and then afterwards, all I wanted was waffles. Okay. Um, our friendship might be over, depending on how you answer the big three question, which is why I don't ask people, because I have, like, like the first research paper I ever wrote was a six-page paper on this exact topic, only I had limited it to just two, but I don't want to give you that hint, so. Wow, I didn't even know that it was seen as that big of a thing. I did it half as a, not as a joke, but as, like, a... I said that was going to be my topic, and then it was doubted that I could do a real research paper on it, and I said, okay, friends. Also, I was in middle school, so I was a little bit more, watch me do this funny thing, you know. Right, but you did it well, which was awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I got an A. Um, My answer was omelet, because I'm me, and also because... With pancakes, pancakes are, we've, we've had this conversation where it's like pancakes are their own thing. Like I cook pancakes at home and it's right. like, come over and cook pancakes with me. So it's like. Which, we've had that conversation. Right. They have not had that. I know, just, so alluding to it. And so we've had this conversation about how I don't really order, because we almost had an IHOP episode. We did. Um, but I don't... And then we came to our senses and realized that's a chain restaurant <laughs> and we need to be plugging local exactly. businesses. All about the local. Even though they would have given us, like, free food. Yeah, free, free food was a real strong drama. <laughs> we are undergrads. This is not something that we are making a profit off of yet. Um, <laughs> International audience. Come on, audience. Back us up here. We need a BA. Start a... Um, Oh, what are they called? Kickstarter? No, no, no. GoFundMe. No? Sorry. Patreon. Oh, yeah, Patreon. Patreon is amazing. The podcast I listen to keeps telling me to be a Patreon, and I'm like, I have money, guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, so jumping back, because we don't have Patreon, but if you want to start that. Um, that's cool with us. That's fine. So we didn't go to IHOP, but it also led to this conversation of how I don't order pancakes at restaurants. Because I like to make them with friends, and it's yeah. like a hey, we'll eat them in comfy clothes and not have to wear shoes. I don't know. It's just like right. a thing you do at your house. In my brain, pancakes are a let's do together. Like yeah, yeah. But there's like s- small exceptions to this. It's not like a hard fast. Anyways, um, I also said omelets because waffles are not something that we like made at home because we didn't have a waffle maker or that I never I just okay. never really ordered them okay um but I like them a lot I like all of these things a lot right and then french toast was always something that was like really specialty it felt like dessert for breakfast okay so my mom might get them like once in a blue moon and I'd like eat a little bit of it but it's like if I had to had to pick, it, I would probably just say waffles right now because I want a waffle. Right. And we were talking about them all like for a good ten minutes on this boat ride, and okay. I was so hungry. But I'm easily swayed as I am not like stuck in one camp. Right. So why why is our friendship able I to mean, go like, on? You took a huge comp out, so I guess it's on. But it's like. Whatever, because when you're forced to pick, pick the correct one. Oh, that's good. I'm glad I made it. Why is it the correct one? Okay, well, obviously biased. But my parents, my mom, whatever, would make waffles. 
and it was like, like growing up, so I was homeschooled until third grade, and then fourth and fifth grade was private school, and then sixth grade I was homeschooled again, and then after that it was public school. So growing up it was always like a really special thing if she would make pancakes or waffles or something like that. Like we didn't do that every every day or anything like that. But especially after I started public school, if she got up early enough to make waffles, it was like, wow, like this is really special. Especially because my mom's love language is service and my mother hates the morning. Like if she didn't have children and other things that she needed to do with her life, she would not get up before ten every day. Not because she's lazy, just because her clock would start there. And then she'd stay until midnight, you know, or something like that, right? In fact, when my sister, so my sister was out of school for the strike, and when she was, that's, like, they both, neither of them woke up before 10 every day, right? Except for when she had practice, but, you know. So, I was just like, wow, like, this is really special. And, I don't know. I am a bigger fan of those kinds of waffles than, like, a Belgian waffle. They're different, and that's important, because sometimes... If the mood really strikes, then I prefer pancakes to Belgian waffles, but I would never prefer anything to, like, the actual waffle, because a real waffle, you get a little bit crispy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it's a little bit crispy, a little bit fluffy, and then you've got, um, the points of my paper were that, um, waffles are a better design structurally, because all the little squares give you guaranteed syrup in every bite, especially if you have that crispy layer that doesn't soak in quite as fast. Sometimes pancakes are like sponges for your syrup, you know what I mean? So then you're just like, okay, well the consistency's entirely changed, but still can't taste the syrup, you know what I mean, just a little. Yeah. So the, the, yeah, the design was a big plus. Also, historically speaking, fun fact, waffles were originally for royalty. Really? Yep. And they started selling them on the streets in France, so then that died real quick. But, <laughs> originally. That, I wonder who, like, but how, like, who was like, oh, I have this griddle that is in a, like, a grid-shaped griddle. Like, how did that happen? I don't know, but that's why it was for upper class, because, because it, it was a specialty item. Makes sense. Yeah. So now I'm just curious as to like, was it in a, sh a circle? Did they see? Did someone see like a street manhole cover? Because those used to have like really intricate designs, and some still do. And they were like, oh, I'll. I don't know. It's just like whoever invented this. I have no idea. Very smart. Yeah, I should. I should have researched that one. Um, at any rate, and then I don't remember what my last point was, but. <laughs> Also, my parents received their waffle iron as a wedding present, so it's like four little hearts instead of four squares or something. So like, for St. Patrick's Day, we dye, we used to dye like the waffle mixed green and it would look like a four leaf clover. And like, for my birthday, my mom always make waffles, but we do it with like fresh strawberries and blackberries, because that was my favorite, I absolutely loved it, and like whipped cream and powdered sugar. And so Which, good. for my mother, we were very healthy growing up, mm -hmm. with the exception to these kinds of, like, breakfasts. It would always be, you know, cereal or eggs and veggies, like, lots of protein, blah, blah, blah. But this was always just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so. That's why it's weird for me to pick between, like, right. pancakes. Like, mom would make French toast actually more than the others now that I think about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, that was still... Still pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I can really go for like healthy 
growing up, so then it was just like one of my things. Right, yeah. No, my mom made like egg and veggie scramble way more than than these kinds of things. It's just that these things I remember, you know. Yeah, waffles have always been my favorite. Which is good because we're getting a veggie scramble and this is a very reminiscent meal. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, so anyway, my dog Dukes, come, check it out. Lovely atmosphere, lovely food, lovely company. <laughs>
you try dealing with people who have malfunctioning livers like day after day and dude fun fact you hallucinate if your liver's jacked up so like she deals with hallucinogenic people and like people who shouldn't be there because they've done this to themselves or people who like shouldn't be there because something went wrong and like they have a liver failure and like this isn't just like a liver floor this is like anything like from like neck to like like your um yeah, it's just like it's anything, like like anything in your like torso area, mostly stomach, but like right. that affects everything. Of course, yeah. So you get to deal with edema. Um, uh, What's it when you have like the bag? Oh, colostomy bag. Yeah. Like, she deals with those all the time, mm-hmm. like, bedpans, like, you think typical hospital floors have bedpans? Wait until you have people that can't actually hold anything right, or, like, right. <laughs> so it's, like, but she never complains about it, like, she has gotten significant, award, like, recognition from people higher up in her department, mm-hmm. <coughs> and she's only on her second year, second or third year at this point, like, homegirl, like, has been recognized by, like, top leaders, for her care, for calling things. She called the girl I babysit when she was still just one years old okay. off of an Instagram picture. So, like, Lucy uh, has... Wait, what? Yeah. So, my the girl I babysit, her name is Lucy. Okay. One of the girls. She had a seizure in the womb, and so it um, affected her development, especially on the left side. It affected her language development and her use of her whole left side. Okay. Anna hadn't seen her in person, like, in a really long time. Okay. But off of Instagram pictures, you say, hey, Lucy's, like, not using any of her, like, in any of these pictures, she's not using her left hand. Mm-hmm. Because there's something wrong. And I was like, Anna, like, she's one years old. Right. What are you talking about? And then, come to find out, they found out later that she had a seizure in the womb. Like, my sister okay. called about her Instagram. That is sick. That's that's actually crazy. I uh, was absolutely listening to you while you were doing it, and simultaneously trying to think of my own because I came up with like the question, and then I didn't want to. You know, yeah, it's kind of crappy, especially since there's only two people for me to have like thought out a well-prepared argumentation when you know you didn't have the opportunity. So I was simultaneously thinking of my own options, right? And there are. Again, a lot of people that I could say. My family, um, just, I've been really, really blessed. I have um, a wonderful sister, an incredible mom, like all the things. Grandparents, both of my grandmothers are still alive. Like there's just, there are so many people. And then obviously people outside of my family too. So that, oh, just, it's hard. Like, Maybe if women weren't awesome, it would be easier. <laughs> Take note, you misogynistic possible listeners. I don't know why you would listen to us anyways. But two women. <laughs> think about it. There, we might be biased sources, but we also have grounds of familiarity to work from. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of great men in my life as well. But like, man, something about those women. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I could definitely pick my sister because my sister is my favorite just like period end of the sentence not my favorite like person my favorite woman my favorite like 
familial relationship with my sister is my favorite everything. Like, I love her so, 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 so much. But it does feel like a little bit of a cop out to say my sister right after you said your sister. Plus, she's younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I phrased it as a, like, who do you aspire to be? And I do aspire to be Emma in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I'm going to try to keep it, you know, mixed up. Um, and with honorable mentions to um, both of my grandmothers, I'm going to have to be a cliche, and I'm going to have to go with my mom, man. I, uh, you want to talk about, like, how your dad always encouraged you, like, oh, you can be the best at something? So, true story. My mom, um, is the first person in her family to go to college. She was valedictorian and, um, won, like, most school spirit and best dressed and, like, this whole, this whole, my mom was awesome, okay? Goes to college. Works herself into college. Right? Had no money to go, but like has a job and does the things and to get an accounting degree. Okay, and this is in 1989 or something when she started college. So she has this one class. I believe it was in senior year. Actually, so that would put her closer to 91, something like that. Um, 92, I don't remember. Anyway, has this one class where she comes in, and if my mother ever listens to this, she'll say that I got details wrong. I'm sorry. You told me this story like twice, and it just stuck with me that much. Okay, so sorry I got details wrong. But anyway, walks into this class, and on the first day, the professor's like, um, so I don't believe that women can be accountants because it's way too detail oriented and math based, and those are like man things. <laughs> Okay, but he's also one of these really old school professors where um, he will give tests back in descending order of grade. Oh, wow. Until you get to, like, the D's and S, and then he'll shuffle them. And he writes the name of whoever did the best on that particular exam on the board. Wow. Okay? He also, because, you know, was an older guy, whatever, an older white man... <laughs> he has um, a really good connection with a local accounting firm. So he basically, I guess as an inspiration to come to class or to do well in the class or whatever, at the end of the semester, he awards it to one of his students. Like an internship, basically a straight-up job yeah. at this accounting firm, right? So if you do well, essentially a job. And if you want to turn it down or whatever, but like he'll offer it to you, right? Okay, um, so after being told that like women can't be accountants, and like, if you're a woman, you should maybe drop this class, kind of a deal. My mother's name was never erased from the board. Literally every exam, she did the best. At the end of the semester, the professor was literally like, so I've never given this to, like, a girl before. And I guess I have to, like, not eat crow, but like, you know, swallow those words. Cause like, would you like this internship? So then my mom got the job. And uh, ended up working there until the Lord called both my parents into ministry and she put that and all that good stuff. But so just that kind of like I don't know. There's a little bit of the challenge accepted that yep. comes from both sides of my parents, but for sure my mom. So yeah, so just that level of like 
I don't think I've ever seen my mom fully commit to something and fail at it. And she's just so engaging and so whatever. Um, she did youth ministry for forever, like <clears throat> 20-ish, some odd years, and just is the coolest person. Really and truly is the coolest person. And her walk with the Lord is so, I don't know, so inspiring and so um, motivating, but at the same time authentic. Like my mother was always the one who did like all of the leadership Bible studies and stuff whenever I was in youth group. So like to have that kind of a role model where you know, like, I always felt like I was cheating because I got to take her home after the study was over. You know what I mean? So we would, like, talk for an hour about these theological concepts and, you know, what does this precept in Daniel mean for us today and all those kinds of things. And then I got to take her home and, like, keep talking about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would I, I would realize that it's easy, but I would have to say my mom. What a woman. What a woman. Okay. Better than a waffle. <laughs> Better than a waffle, but not that much. Okay, <laughs> so we're done. The hug, the spectacular got in the order. We did the local business plug. We did the local business plug. Now it's time for food for that. Great, which. We need to find a new name for it because that's way too cliche. It was bothering me last night. I was like, I need to find a new name for this, but. Um, I think. Yeah, I'll think about that later. Philosophy majors were a breakfast food, what would they be? <laughs> oh, that's really entertaining. I also think that my answer is going to be reflective of my view of philosophy, mm -hmm. which tends to involve more laughing than logic. I mean, like, it involves a lot of logic because it's philosophy, but, like, I always just laugh really hard because of the linguistics that we get caught in. Mm -hmm. It's really entertaining. Um, because my brain just wants to, like, do the history of words and then be like, actually, this word means this, da -da -da -da, and then everybody gets confused, and I'm like, we're just... Anyways. Yeah, philosophy gets stuck in semantics a lot. When it's like, okay, yes, you need to define what you're talking about, but also you can't use that as a cop-out to, like, avoid the original question. Right, and it's not necessarily as a cop-out as much as it is, like, it's always interesting that we discuss broader abstract or objective truths with words that can't fully capture them. Whoa, trippy. Okay. Anyways, um, but to, whoa, we try to define things that are by definition abstract and above human interaction with finite. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to think about that one later. Take because, that to the bank. Well, and it's also because like, so we're made as communicative and communal beings because we're made in the image of God. Like, mm -hmm. the very act of speaking reflects how we're image bearers of God because God spoke the world into being, and it's like. He gave us that ability. This is how I got into the Mars Bros. Like, this is right. what my, like, intro paper was about. Was, like, oh, lovely. So, oh, lovely. it's something that, like, I don't know, the ability to communicate and to express mm -hmm. um, in... Like, you had a much better paper than I did just listening to it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but if philosophers were breakfast food, I feel like they would be cereal. Because... Because there's like a little bit to chew on all around. Mm -hmm. Like 
but you still get a whole meal. And like, I feel like in philosophy, like everybody's got like their own. Because it's like in my brain, it's like you always have different voices like contributing. There's not just like. Okay. But then you have like your own thoughts. I don't know. This is maybe just our shot. Hmm. Was this the portion of? This isn't the food for thought portion. No, we got derailed, but it's an important question, and so I'm willing to commit. So, real quick, just bowl of cereal. There's little things to chew over, but it's still like a whole meal. Like, you're still having a philosophical conversation, but there's like different points. Yeah. And then there's the milk, or the almond milk, uh, that kind of, you're still in one topic. Okay. That's my thought. Okay. Um. Do I agree with that? I will say yes. I'm just gonna, for a little bit of a different reason, that's gonna counteract part of what you said. I will, I will follow you on the serial thing because also the best philosophical conversations happen like at three in the morning, which is also when you want that bowl of cereal. <laughs> um, but here's the other thing: I feel like I feel like you can eat a bowl of cereal and not actually be full at all. You know what I mean? Yep. So you can spend like an hour on philosophical discussion and be like, oh wow. And then step back and be like, we actually covered nothing. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll follow that that cereal, but only if like on the basis of you know, there's a lot of combining that can happen in philosophy and a lot of mistakes you can make that way. Same thing with cereal, dude. And it's like, like at the dining hall too, and some like. Sometimes you like pull one thing of cereal and then there's like the random like leftover fruit loop and you're like, this yeah. is so irrelevant. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yet it's an obligation once you pull that handle, right? Yep. If one comes with the other. You gotta ride the ride the, the, the train all the way to the station. Exactly. Philosophical thoughts. going to be uh, circling around a little bit. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on the female role biblically? So, we just did how much we love women and how awesome women are. And yet, there are a lot of people in circles that we run in who would say, um, yeah, sure, but it's actually, you know, the man that God has called on in a certain way spiritually and all those kinds of things. I had um, a friend in high school. I still consider a friend. We just never talk or do friend things anymore. <laughs> who, who is a member of Church of Christ? Church? So, very much so, like, women can worship and, you know, like give testimony and stuff in church. You had to be a man over the age of 13 or 16, something like that. And uh, I always always found myself offended at that and then couldn't really figure out why or if I was validated in those concerns. So, 
Questions, thoughts, comments, though? So, we're talking general women within Christianity, women within the church, women within Christian marriage. I mean, like, you can do women within whatever context you want. We don't even have to make it biblical. But, but knowing that we both come to the table with those presuppositions, I figured I would at least limit us in that way. Yeah, because it's like, that's a very big... Right. If you like, just do, like, <laughs> who are women <laughs> like, in general. Any way we, like, try and cook this egg, like, it's legitimately, it's a really, I was trying so hard to come up with a breakfast pun. Yeah. It didn't work. Uh, it was not, it's not, it's just so big, like, there's so much to it. Yeah. Um, so I will try to do well with that. I also don't think I remember how to do this. Um, that one, I'll fold when you're done. Yeah. Okay. So, my what is my view of women? I think so. Just some like background before I give my opinion on this. Okay. Um. So we we have my dad who like is an amazing man of God. Like, um, has always been someone I've looked up to. And my mom. My mom is super super strong. Like I didn't get to talk about her because I chose my sister. But right. like, so strong, amazing parents. Um. But, so, like, in my dad's, like, it was less of, like, be the best as much as it was, like, doodles, you can do what God has equipped you to do, which mm-hmm. is, like, kind of anything. Right. Um, which has been really cool, but, like, my dad also, like, I remember at a young age being, like, him being, like, do you remember who was at the cross when Jesus was crucified? And I was, like, no, I was, like, the women, like, don't let anyone tell you that, like, Dude, sick. Yeah. I mean, so was John. But right, yeah. so was John, but he was the only dude disciple, um, which is interesting because he's also one of my favorites, but not because of that. He's just right. really solid. Anyways, but like, it would just would, it stood out a lot more than I ever thought it would that my dad was, wanted to, because he was like, don't let someone tell you that God doesn't have a place for women in the church because mm-hmm. like, he loved them so much and like just that intimacy of being there. He's like, God has a place for women. Like, he cares about them. Which can still translate, I think, into what people view, like, what different perspectives look like. But, like, again, this is the most influential male figure of my life, basically saying that to me when I was, like, eight. Yeah. Um, So that's part one. Part two is the church that I grew up in is a Moravian church, which is, like, not... Um, they're like, they're big, like their, uh, doctrine is like, in the God, like, um, I used to know it like by heart and I can't remember it now, but it's like in the gospel, um, it's like gospel first, in the major things unity, and in the minor things grace. Yes. So, uh that's again the theology that I grew up in and it now I don't I didn't I stopped attending there when I was like in middle school because I started going to the church where like I had actually like gone to the youth group and like accepted right. Christ and stuff but that old church um one of the head pastors is now a woman and my Ooh, parents okay don't attend there anymore because they moved but like they were under her teaching for a bit okay so that's again like a background thing. Okay. Third part of this is I had um, 
like right around the time when I was trying to figure this out for myself at the church that I did attend through youth group. Um, they didn't, that church didn't believe in women in leadership roles. It was like an established thing, um, which I can go to a church that views either way. I don't think it is like a thing. It's not the biggest chip on my shoulder. Like, I wouldn't stop going to a church just because they said no. Right. Like, I went there for years. But they had a leadership, like, crisis where they didn't have enough staff members for the roles of leadership that they needed. And a woman that was in the church and had been faithful to the church and was just, like, a really, like, she was a strong believer, like, was given the role of children's ministry director. Which, even if you adhere to, like, women shouldn't be, like, in leadership roles, like, there is Most people will give on that one. Most people will say women can do leadership as long as it's only women. Or women women and children. children. Right. So it's like she was in a role that was, like, family children director. Right. So, like, even if you hold to, like, women shouldn't be in that um, leadership role, like, she was in the, like, grounds of it being okay, right? Yeah. So, a year or two... Most sex will be like, it's fine as long as they're... Right. Like, she wasn't... There was no, like, adult men that she was necessarily, like, teaching, if that helps clarify this anymore. Um, She didn't... To the best of my knowledge, there was nothing going wrong with her in this position. Yeah. Um... She did it. She was really good in it. She, like, I worked with these kids. I've been in this ministry for, like, a few years, even before she was there. And it's, like, she did a really good job of, like, getting to know the families and really getting to know the kids and coming up with events that, like, she, yeah. like, she did a good job. Um, so did other men before her and after her, but she also did a good job. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was bad at her job. That's amazing. Bailey just made a, a napkin train. A what? A napkin train. A napkin train. So, anyways, but then one day we show up to, so she helped run the youth group for the third through fifth graders. Okay. We show up and she's not there. Okay. But one of the elders of the church who, like, he's a very, I don't know, he and I don't, like, we wouldn't hang out anyways kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we have very different, like, values of just, like, general life things, like, right and different perspectives on the world, which isn't to say that, like, we just wouldn't hang out. Yeah. But he's there with this other, like, with the dad of one of my kids, and they basically, because, like, this program, like, we were in high school, and it was like, they just got people from the high school youth group to help, like, run it, so that way the kids, when they went into middle school, like, already knew us. Right. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Kara's not going to be here, we need you to run this program. And they had no idea what we like. Yeah. What to do? They had no idea what it was like. They didn't know who came. They didn't know anything about it. They tried to act like they were still in control as we let in. Um, I was pissed. Um, which, when I get really angry, especially in a protective way, it's just really not good. Um, oh, another thing we have in common. Yeah, it was just not, it was, I remember being so mad at it. It was not a good night. Because, like, Kara had left everything out for that night with sticky notes on it. Like, she had still created the event and, like, left instructions. And these men... But women aren't detail-oriented. It's fine. Yeah, they're not. They're terrible on it. I've never met a woman who... Sorry, go ahead. So, like, 
like, and my kids were like asking where she was. Anyways, to wrap the story up, right? Like, we go to this elder's house after, and like, brief side funny story, like, we're sitting on pelts of animals that he shot as he's talking to us about it. So of course that adds to my level of like comfort um, or discomfort. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short. They, like, they let her go because this, the dad of this other kid, really awesome kid, really awesome man, like, right. was willing to take her job. So they let her go because there was a guy who could take right. her place. Even if he couldn't do it better, just was willing to do it. Yeah, basically. And, like, he wouldn't, the elder wouldn't own up to that. Like, I asked him, kind yeah. of almost point blank, and he just, like, talked circles and, like, treated us like we were stupid. Right. And it was just, it was not handled well at all. Like, you, there's so many, so many ways, especially from an outsider perspective, where that could have been handled better and it wasn't. Absolutely, yeah. So, anyway, she and I got coffee later and, like, talked about it and, like, basically talked about, like, feminist and, like, what does it mean to, like, all this different stuff. All of this to say, I have a lot of, oh my gosh, that's a cute one. Uh, I have a lot of, I still don't really know fully, but I do lean more on the side of, like, God has equipped, and I have a really strong, like, I have two very prominent people in my life, one who feels called to teaching, one who feels called to worship, and they're both women. Okay. And they both have really strong relationships with the Lord. Okay. Um, and it's just, like, I think that the body of Christ is big enough to where that is a capacity of ministry that if you are aligned with the gospel, if you are being held accountable by both men and women, and if you are not causing anyone to like to stumble or to struggle with that within your own body kind of thing to a divisive point, then I think within a local body of the church, I don't see why there should be any limitations on that, but I also don't, like, the pre- the caveat to this is, like, any scripture passage I've been, like, told or have seen or have studied myself doesn't directly discount that. And I had a guy that, like, we had a lot of theological conversations, and he's like, there's no spiritual gift that is, like, withheld from anyone within Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, the Spirit gives different gifts, but, like, it's not, like, and it's not like, oh, sorry, you have a dick, you can't have this mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. Which, like, is a vulgar, like, boiling down point, but yeah. it's just, like, I still, so my proposition to, like, sum this all up, this is very long, is I don't see why not with, within the realm of those three things. Right. Um, and I want to be humble on this, because there's still a lot of, like, I know I have these very, like, swaying experiences that, like, predispose me to be more in favor of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to walk into it humbly because it's like, I am a woman who is going to be a teacher in some capacity, so I have that predisposition of, like, well, like, a logical, like, if women can't teach here, like, why not here, and, like, da-da-da-da-da. But at the same time, it's like, I want to be humble to whatever God deems as 
right for his bride because it's like I could so easily rely on my own bride to like kind of distinguish that. So yes, sorry, that was very like. No, you good. I found it super interesting. And of course, you know, it's interesting because even in that, I think I think you could have a discussion um, with someone who is decidedly less pro women rule in the church, and they would still say, "Oh no, I don't believe gifts are withheld." It's just only to be used on other women, you know what I mean, or something like that. Yeah, which, also, like, part of this, that I didn't just briefly, like, I've been in a lot of ministry roles where, like, I'm, we're in the lady category where we're, like, not full grown women, but we're not, like, teenagers, so we're, like, in that middle ground, but, like, in a lot of the ministry roles I've been in, like, I've been overdue. Yeah. Okay. Which also, like, granted, it's all children's ministry, but like, I was like a point person for a 23-year-old man at one point, even though he was still a child. But that's yeah. But neither here nor there. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. It's so it's just kind of like. In any case, leadership should be, like, I turn this into leadership specifically, but it's like, that's kind of the point. It's like, you should handle it humbly, and it's, yeah, sorry. No, 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 you're good. I, uh, I think it's super interesting, and because I just came up with this, I didn't have, like, a, you know. But, it is interesting because in a similar way, right, even talking about how I talked about my mom earlier. Okay, so my mom was the youth pastor for our church, which is over children, so fine, right? Theoretically, according to, because we're almost saying, okay, is there is there a line like yeah. that way? We sort of delineated it down because we can't actually solve all of the theological issues <laughs> in an hour. But um, so that being said, we would you know have. Salt was the, the name of the leadership programs, like student active leadership training, acronym, yeah. all right? <laughs> um, so, but within that, not in a I'm full of myself kind of way, but there were only a couple people who knew more scripturally than I did, just because of the blessing that I've had to have a father with a strong theological background, you know, a youth pastor, a pastor, like this person, and then my mom, also very, very strong theological background, you know, right? So I was always taught from an early age, this is the principle, and this is the precept, why? You know what I mean? So like, so that being said, right, does that mean that because those that, that would be considered my pure level, right? So, as a woman in a certain model, it would be, okay, people below my peer level of both genders were women on my peer level, right? So as men of my peer level, like, was it okay that I would be in leadership positions or not, not assert dominance in any way, but that, um, like my opinion was known and all those kind of things I taught in youth group multiple times yeah okay, thank you. I taught in youth group multiple times mostly on the basis of, minis- of mission trips right but like that stopped me from bringing actual word you know what I mean so like I taught people who were older than me 
especially because the first time I did that, I was still in between a freshman and a sophomore in high school. So I was teaching like college age dudes, like, hey, this is what it means to take the gospel kind of a deal. Was that okay? Right? So it's super interesting because even as you were talking, I would have like considered myself at the beginning, no, I'm pretty pro, like women in whatever roles. And then you said, um, well, there's a woman who's like a lead pastor, and I just like found myself like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because it's super, it's super interesting to me how much of that is just even ingrained. Because it's like, yeah, I didn't even sit under her teaching, but I was like, am I okay with this? And yeah. It was, it's. It's. If it is okay for women to be in these roles, I think it's a shame that we've been culturally raised to fear that. Right. I don't. I just don't even know because I was. I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, you know what? Women aren't allowed to be elders at my church, which I didn't realize until I was thinking about it. And I was like, there's never been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I don't remember a woman ever giving an actual message. Unless it was, like, a testimony, and then her husband was there. Or if it was a testimony that involved, like, her husband dying, you know what I mean, or something like that, then, like, women could give their testimony. But, um, so super interesting. I would say... Yeah, I would say it's tough for me to have an issue with it. Um... And we could go into a whole different branch of this where, like, okay, what does that mean for, like, within the marriage and within, like, all these different things. Um, but I feel like, just as, in my personal opinion, in marriage, I don't think there should ever be, like, a holding back of oneself to be under somebody else, not necessarily, like, oh, with this restraint or whatever, but I think that in marriage, you want to push each other both to be better, you know what I mean? Like, you want to, all those kinds of things. So, I'm a little bit more of, like, we can be equal in this, you know, kind of a, kind of a thing when it comes to marriage. And so translating that back to leadership roles, I'm kind of like, okay, sure. It might offend your ego to have a woman teach you. But at the same time, then be better. You know what I mean? Like, let's push each other, let's grow together, let's give a guy the children's ministry position because he's better. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's, that kind of a thing. Not, it's, uh, I don't think a woman should be in charge of, like, men's ministry or anything. Yeah, but a man should be in charge charge of of women's ministry. ministry. Like, so, it's, and that's something that, like, Within marriage, like, just, like, on that side, I yeah. like, my mom, like, like, people would describe it as, like, wears the pants, like, yeah. kind of deal, which, like, I hate that term, but she's the one that, like, she's got a stick in every pot, like, she knows, yeah. like, she's got more of that kind of, like, wow, detail orientation, like, she knows yeah. the ish, but, like, my dad is still the one that, like, they work together really well. Like, yeah. they're both pulling their weight, and, like, they're... My mom will still, like, not, like... She reflects submissiveness in a way that is beautifully supporting her strengths at the yeah. same time. Like, which has been... It's hard to kind of, like, describe it, but it's, like, dad will still be the one that, like, 
calls things or like provides like another opinion or like like and not in this like oh no I don't know what to say like let me go ask your dad because I can't have my input but it's just like if it's a building like the scaffolding and the brick like work together so well yeah. and it's like they're supporting one another and but it's still like I would still say that my mom is submissive to my dad in a way where like it highlights her strength more because she's like choosing to do it kind of yeah. thing but it's like my dad's also not like lording it over her clearly because he's I don't know yeah it's somewhat similar in my home my mom submits to my dad and my dad serves my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like there's to my best recollection never been a time especially if it was important where um, there was like a hey this is my opinion and your mother's doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Um, now obviously if it's like something that she's not going to know about like if it's like hey dad can I you know take my mountain bike out to so and so trail okay he doesn't need to ask for that because right. he knows that trail better than she does and yeah. like all the things he can be like oh that yeah that's safe or oh no I'd rather not you know whatever um, but yeah I I remember even they called it like couch time um, which is like where they just like sat down and talked about like self-counseling almost. They would just like talk about their marriage and like what's happening in the fam and like where they wanted to go and stuff. I remember on occasion even like really getting into trouble and having them say, okay, we're going to pause on this. We're going to have some couch time. So we need you to like go to your room and then we will like reconvene as a family and discuss this and discuss how we need to move forward kind of a deal. So there's never really been a time where my parents haven't been like a, a united front. So, we got almost nowhere with that, except for... <laughs> in, in all of this, it's like, we've established that we view it less on gender and more on the person and how... Yeah. Which, like, plays into that. Which, sure. shocking, women are people. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> which, and it, like, if you look all throughout scripture, the way that Jesus relates to women, there is never a time when he doesn't, like, affirm their humanity and their worth. Yeah. Like, the only person in scripture... One of the only people, to my knowledge, I want to say that as like a, yeah. I don't remember clearly, but like the only person to my memory that Jesus Christ ever just like straight out said like, I am the Messiah, when like thousands of people are constantly asking him that, like, she wasn't even asking it was the woman at the well, like this woman who like, was just like five men at least to our knowledge have yeah. been like passed through and it's like she's the one that he's like I'm I am the Messiah. Like, yeah. and she's a Samaritan. Like so just in whatever the redemption of women in God's plan looks like yeah. and I think we're getting to see that more and more in different avenues, but it's like I want to submit to his plan because yeah. it's like it's going to be better than, like, that's why it's, like, I think there's certain bodies that should allow women to be leaders and shouldn't certain bodies that shouldn't, mm-hmm. but that's not a matter of, like, everything's subjective as much as it is, like, what is going to be best for that church to better, like, serve God? Which shepherd is best for your flock? Yeah, like, 
I don't know, like, I've worked with goats. I'm not going to be a good goat shepherd, but you yeah. put me with some horses, like, I could be... <laughs> Down. <laughs> I could probably do some good work, like, yeah. kind of thing. And uh, maybe that's an oversimplification, but at the same time, like... I think we need to have a bigger view of what God can do with his people. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't limit that to what... Like, yes, we should still stay within the bounds of Scripture, but it's like... Yeah, but it was Timothy's mother and grandmother who had the greatest impact on him. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, the idea that there's not something to be learned from women in the church... Even the, like, helper that, like, Eve is called, like, to be a helpmate, yeah. like, that's only used for when God steps into situations that, like, nobody can handle. Yeah. Like. Not that we're better, but oh, that we're no. better together. Right. Like, for sure. It's like, who's a helpmate going to help if there's no one there to help kind of right. thing? And this isn't, because it's like, I think a lot of these discussions nowadays turn into an us versus them. Right, which it's not supposed to be about, because it's like, we even talk about this in like, English classes, like, binary, like, needs each other, you can't have one without the other, because it's like, there's no true opposites, there's, like, what is, like, what's opposite of the moon, the sun, but that doesn't work, because it's like, the moon needs the sun in order to reflect, and like, linear, and like, all these things, so it's just like, there's no, like, yes, there's gender binary, like, male, female, which right. is, like, you know, sorry, ruffles and feathers, but, like, yeah, you did. we're there. But it's, like, you, like, the, God created both genders in order to reflect his diversity and his unity. Like, he couldn't have two guys, because it would be... Um, I think we're good. Because you can't have the diversity. You could have the unity, but you wouldn't have the diversity in that community. And, like, it's just, we're supposed to work together, because together we best reflect Christ. Right. Complementary, not homogenous. Right. Like, within marriage and within the church, like, within society as a whole, like, God had intent in creating women and men. Yeah. Just because we're confused on what that looks like at a micro level doesn't mean that we should exclude that God's got a purpose for it. Right. I think we also have to be careful as women to not fall into the trap of feeling like, um, I don't know, I think we as women can read that and be like, oh, so the story's not even about us. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about the guy and, like, how does that... Where does that leave us? Yeah, like, what the heck? You know what I mean? So all my sole purpose is to help, you know, like... Which, there's something to be said, I suppose, for the for Eve being created second in that helping role, but I think we have to be careful to not fall into this, like, oh, it's, like, I don't have a, a role that's sinful. So, audience, we're getting low-key chased out of this restaurant. There's no weight. And I tipped her back. She's fine. <laughs> We've been offered coffee and water various times. Yeah, sorry for the, the constant interruption. It's on We're us. hobos, and we just sit here and demand our presence to be right. felt. Right. <laughs> Internationally, even. Internationally. Demand our presence to be Yes, so I think I think we have to be careful not to fall into trap of thinking that we don't have a central role in God's plan just because we were created second and like we were we have that designation of helper or whatever. I think 
you know, the story of Esther, or the story of, um, Ruth, and the story of Mary, like, a lot of these are sort of guiding roles, but at the same time, like, I feel like it would have been just as easy, if not easier, for God to raise up a man in Esther's situation, or like, you know what I mean? Like, would it not have been easier, especially considering the dude had multiple other women in his life, you know? Well, and not even, but it's like, that's why it's so beautiful, because it's like, I think as women we struggle a lot with like being too much, but not enough, like I'm too much for anyone to handle, but I'm not enough, like, in my own worth, or like, I'm not enough for someone to try and figure out, or like, whatever, and it's this weird thing, but it's like... That's so harmful and hurtful. Yeah. But it's like God rejoices in that complexity and uses it. Like within the complexity of using Esther, like that's a role that a man couldn't fulfill. Like if he had raised up a man, so say there's like Ernie, it Esther? Ernie. Ernie, like what would he? He would have had to like overthrow the government. And it's like the fact that God is willing to use a relational aspect reveals more of His nature and His plan. Because it's like if women are more like inherently relational, or whatever, or He uses re- like a redemptive and protective thing. Like she and Mordecai like saved a lot of the nation. Yeah. Like she did too, because it's like Mordecai like supported her. But if she had like backed out, like it wouldn't have been anything. And like so, it's like she protected an entire nation through a relationship, which, like, if you connect that back to God's redemption, like, it's, yes, it's powerful, and yes, it's so huge, but it's also relational, and it's like, there's an aspect of humanity that would have been lost had it been, like, not expressed in that way. And on that note, I think it's time to close. It is time to close. Gentacular fun fact. My uh, turn or your turn? Do you have one? Because I had one relating to cereal. I will let you do it then. I feel like I don't I don't have one. I was gonna like come up with one really quick. <laughs> because you had one last time, so I felt like it's like, oh no, I don't have one. So cereal. It's okay, fun facts are my thing. You're good though. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> so fun fact relating to cereal. Cereal was first invented in 1863. And it was so hard that that's why we eat it with milk because it had to be softened in order to be chewable. Which sounds really good because I like hard granola and it's like. It was basically the granola. It's bit the simplest, like. So good. Yeah. Way to describe before cereal mention. Also, we call it cereal after the ancient goddess Ceres, who was the goddess of like the harvest and agriculture. For what culture? I think Greek. I want to. I want to say it was ancient Greece. But. Nice. Anyway, and with that, we close. Until next time. Yeah. Bye, guys.